The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Let's saddle up this pony called the Carolina Outdoors. We're glad that you're joining us wherever you may be joining us. Many of you were waking up early on a Saturday morning listening to us via the airwaves of WBT Radio as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard. Others of you subscribe to us via podcast. If you're doing that, of course, just type in Carolina Outdoors, up we pop, give us a rate, a review. It helps other people find us. We're used to hot weather here in the Carolina Outdoors, especially in the summertime. We're also used to many times escaping the heat for a mountain trout stream out west. One of the greatest destinations in the entire world for this is Bozeman, Montana, with thousands of miles of rivers and streams, including the Blue Ribbon-famed rivers like the Gallatin, Madison, Missouri, Beaverhead, and, of course, Yellowstone National Park close by. There are plenty of opportunities for us to escape normally. I'm Bill Barty, alongside... West Lawson, it's time to go west, young man. It is time to go west, but listen, that cold water isn't so cold right now, and our guest that's coming on manages and directs all freshwater and cold water programs for yellow dog fly fishing. His name, Tom Melvin, and we're going to bring him onto the program to find out what's happening out west. Tom, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks so much, guys. I uh, really appreciate you having me along today. Well, we're going to start off talking about a little bit about the bad news that you have going on out there. And we're doing this from the flavor of Carolinians who are heading your way. Bozeman has such an ample opportunity for outdoor recreationalists, but right now, historically low stream flows and high air temperatures have prompted some fishing restrictions. Tell us what's going on out there, Tom. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, guys. And, um, yeah, I'm sure the news you might have been hearing, you know, it's not as bad as, as I think everybody might imagine. Um, you know, we do have definitely a, a warm summer, and it's been, you know, beautiful hot weather here in Bozeman and southwest Montana. Um, we have had some, you know, higher water temperatures, and because of that, Montana FWP has enacted you know, a few different river restrictions. There's not a ton of full closures yet. Um, most of the rivers are more on a hoodowl restriction, which hoodowl essentially means you can fish the river until about 2 p.m. in the afternoon, and then they close it down once the temperatures get, you know, quite a bit higher, and it costs it causes a lot more stress on the fish. Um, but a lot of the rivers are still open from, you know, dawn until about 2 p.m., which, uh you know, given that, that's usually when the best fishing occurs anyway. So that's usually when the temperatures are cold. We see lots of hatches of bugs. So you can fish up to 2 p.m. on most of the rivers that do have the hoot owl restrictions, and that's when the fishing tends to be as good as it gets anyway. So um, not as bad as everybody thinks. Uh, it definitely is something to be aware of depending on where you're going and the river that you're on. So be sure to check in with local outfitters, fly shops, uh, Montana FWP and be aware of that, but there's still plenty of water out here to fish this summer. You know, Tom, it seems like despite the weather conditions, wildfires, air quality index issues, low water, 
There are a lot of people who have discovered not just Montana, but really the Bozeman area as a destination. With all of that being said, are you seeing increased pressures and issues on the water? You know, that's a great question. I would say that's absolutely correct. We are seeing, uh, you know, a lot of travelers coming out here to, to Bozeman and Montana in general this summer. So uh, a lot of people coming to visit. Um, that being said, from a fishing perspective, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to have just so many different options to consider and to fish. Whether you like to fish from a drift boat and want to float a larger river, um, whether you prefer smaller streams and wade fishing or even, you know, taking a day trip or a quick hike back into the backcountry, there's a ton of different options to pick and choose from. So while we are seeing an increase uh, in anglers out here this summer, and we did last summer as well, um, there's still a lot of different options to pick and choose from, and you can definitely find your own little, you know, piece of water, uh, especially if you're willing to maybe take a little bit of a walk or a hike. Which is, you know, part of the beauty of heading out towards the Rocky Mountains, in particular, your part of the world, enjoying nature for all it's worth. Now, you know, when we talk about matching the hatch here in North Carolina, it's a little bit different here than what y'all have going on. Because, you know, you have grasshoppers the size of small planes (laughs) and, and caddis that show up on the radar practically. But right now, you know, end of July... What's the hatch looking like? How healthy is it or is it not? What's what's going on? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I would say um, there's a lot of different opportunities as far as hatches to match out here right now, depending upon the river and kind of where you're at. Um, typically in the mornings, we're having really good caddis hatches and also in the evenings as well. Uh, we're just kind of coming up on, like you mentioned, hopper season, which is one of my favorite times out here in Montana where we get a lot of hopper activity on pretty much all the rivers. So if you do want to, you know, fish a big foam hopper, maybe drop a smaller nymph off, off the back of it, we're getting into that time and that will continue through, you know, August and into September. Um, we are also seeing good hatches of mayflies during the day, BWOs. There's a few rivers that were just kind of coming into uh, the spruce spruce moth hatch, places like the Gallatin, uh, Madison, stuff like that. So we're just around the corner on that. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of bug activity going on kind of throughout the entire day on most rivers out here. Hey, it's summertime right now, but we often talk about your area in the wintertime as well because ski season and snow sports is a big deal in uh, the Bozeman area, the Big Sky area, how much is snowfall impactful to summertime fishing, and how does that correlation work? Yeah, that's a great question. And and snowpack, you know, it's a big deal for us, and I would say that plays into effect not only in, you know, the Bozeman fisheries, but kind of all of Montana, whether it's, uh, you know, over in the Madison Range, uh, the Twin Bridges area, definitely the Missoula area as well. So, um, yeah, it definitely plays a big factor. And the more snow that we can get during the winter, you know, typically it means a little bit longer season, uh, colder water temperatures or higher flows once we do get into those later summer months in you know, late August and September. So we're always kind of watching the snowpack levels. Um, typically, they're they're usually good out here, which we're fortunate to have. 
but it's definitely a factor that plays into the fishing kind of throughout the entire season. Tom Melvin is joining us from Yellow Dog Fly Fishing here on the Carolina Outdoors. He manages and directs all freshwater and cold water programs for Yellow Dog. He's also been described as a fanatical backcountry fisherman. But Tom, you make your living in the travel industry, and Yellow Dog is one of the most uh, reputable travel companies there is. Wes and I have, uh, of course, been outfitting with Yellow Dog over the past several years, and we wanted to take this part of the program to to move from Bozeman to find out about uh, adventure travel, fly fishing travel domestically, and how it's emerging internationally as well with Yellow Dog. What's happening? Yeah, no, you bet, guys. Um, and it's it's an exciting time for us. You know, we made it through the the pandemic and a lot of our uh, regions and programs kind of being closed due, due to travel restrictions, but things are, are coming back on board, and we have a lot of anglers that are really excited to get back out there and head to their favorite fisheries, whether it's, you know, here domestically or to international locations in the fresh or salt water. Um, I'd say most places are kind of coming back on board and opening back up. There still are a few locations that do have travel restrictions on them, uh, but there's a lot of opportunities out there right now, and there's no better time to start planning your trip just because a lot of anglers want to get out there and dates for these programs or fisheries can be limited. Well, we know that um, a lot of our anglers who work with you plan some of these trips out, whether it's you know Jurassic Lake in Argentina or Kamchatka Peninsula in Russia or the Seychelles. These are trips that they plan months and years in advance, but there's also the opportunity just to, to give a ring and say, hey, I'm going to be in such and such area. Who do you recommend and can you help make that happen? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we can, you know, we've, we've kind of structured our program so we can accommodate, you know, both those scenarios, whether you want to plan a larger trip for, you know, a week-long or extended itinerary to a remote location like the Seychelles or Kamchatka, um, or some place in South America, we can definitely do that and plan it well in advance. Uh, how we've also kind of structured it, you know, based on our experience and the guides we know in specific areas, if you are heading to a, a certain location and just want to set up a day or a couple days of guided fishing, add it on to your, you know, your itinerary and your travel, we do that as well. So we've, we've kind of set it up so we can help you out wherever, wherever you are, from a fishing perspective, whether you want to do just a single day or you want to plan a trip farther in advance for an extended itinerary. And it is exciting that coming up August 9th, Canada is opening up its borders for non-essential travel, which means that we can finally go fishing in Canada again. It's been over a year, so I'm sure you all have already kind of been priming the pump for that. If we were to head up to the frozen north, not so frozen right now, what would we be going after in Canada? Yeah, no, that's a great question, guys, and, and you're correct. We're super excited uh, that the border restrictions are going to be lifted on August 9th to any uh, vaccinated U.S. Uh, citizens. Um, as far as heading up there, it, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. We have a, a lot of different options to pick and choose from. Um, if you did want to do more kind of a trout fishing scenario or rainbows and browns, um, some great options kind of in the the Fernie and Banff area. Um, As we move into August and September and October, 
Uh, if you're more interested in some anadromous species like steelhead or Pacific salmon, cohos, chums, uh, we could look at the Skeena drainages in the BC region. That's a great fishery, kind of later summer and into fall. Um, there's also some great opportunities, uh, you know, kind of a little bit farther north for pike and walleye. And then also uh, later on in the fall, you know, September and October as well, if you want to head to the East Coast, there's some great opportunities for some Atlantic salmon fishing in the New Brunswick area. So I'd say it all kind of depends upon the angler, but it is going to open back up, and there's a lot of opportunities to pick and choose from up there. Well, and of course, international is popping up and more and more. It's not just Canada, but around the world, as you mentioned. But Tom, not to ask you who your favorite child is, but um, people can go to <laughs> yellowdogflyfishing.com. I'm going to ask it this way. Um, over the past year, the outdoors and fly fishing specifically has taken off. More and more participants have come into the sport looking for places to go, whether it be close to where they live or destination trips. Has any place stood out more than another domestically or otherwise to you? Um, has Alaska been more popular than um, Utah or has Wyoming been more popular than say Colorado, do you have an anecdotal or maybe a scientific data point on what's been the most popular place? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, no, that's a great question, guys. Um, and I would say from a freshwater perspective, uh, kind of the most popular locations recently have been some of our domestic regions. Um, Definitely the fisheries in Montana and Idaho and Wyoming for this season, easy to get to, a lot of flexibility there. So we have a lot of options for some great trout fishing opportunities, you know, right here in the lower 48. Um, another big one that you mentioned, Alaska has been a very popular destination for us recently. Uh, you know, relatively easy to get up, get up to, don't have to cross any international borders. Uh, lots of options to pick and choose from up there. And if you're looking for, you know, really remote fishing for rainbow trout and Pacific salmon species, that's a great one. So I would say recently, the past couple months, um, from a freshwater perspective, definitely the U.S. West and Alaska. Uh, from a, a saltwater perspective, you know, all of the countries in the Caribbean are currently open. So we've been having a lot of anglers go down there uh, for saltwater fishing on the flats for, you know, bonefish and permit, tarpon fishing, um, and that's been going on for a while. So saltwater-wise, I'd say Caribbean, Bahamas, Belize, Mexico, uh, freshwater-wise, U.S. West and Alaska. You're certainly naming some of our favorite places to fish and to send people to fish. And in and, and a lot of those, especially in those, those recent saltwater, a year of of no real heavy fishing has resulted in some really great fishing results this year. What does your magic crystal ball tell you about next year with more people getting outdoors, more people fishing? What's the positive and negative impact going to be in all these great fisheries? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Um, and I would say... You know, the, the positive impact for sure is we have more people that are going to be involved in the sport of fly fishing uh, and benefiting from all the great things it can bring, you know, to, to your lifestyle with that. 
Um, you know, I, I think what is is really going to change is a lot of these locations, you know, they do have a limited number of anglers that can fish at any given time or, you know, a, a limited number of, of spots available at the lodge. So I don't think these fisheries are going to get overpressured or more so than they, they were originally by any means. But what I, I do think is going to change is anglers that do want to go to certain locations, they're going to have to start planning their trips maybe a little bit farther in advance just so they can guarantee, you know, they're going to the lodge or the fishery that they, they really want to go to, and they're going during the time that works best for their schedule and the type of fishing that they want to do. So for anybody that's interested in, in heading to any of those locations, I would say if you can plan it maybe just a little bit farther in advance, it'll definitely help getting you into the program, the fishery that you want to experience most. That sounds great. Now, Tom, I know you've a, you are about out of time. One of the things I think that Yellow Dog does so well is it's even on your website when, you, when we talk about lodges and destinations, really finding out what are the interests and the expectations. A lot of our listeners are very seasoned fly fishing anglers. Others probably aren't going to pick up a, a stick anytime soon or they have non-angling family who are going to be accompanying them. Talk to us just, just for a minute about how you can figure out kind of which lodge, which species to match up with which angler. Oh, yeah. No, that's a, a great question. And, and one of the things that, that we do hear quite often at Yellow Dog is we you know understand that they, there's a lot of anglers out there that want to go on a trip and have a great fishing experience, but they want to be able to bring the rest of the family along and, you know, make sure everybody's having a good time, even if they're not fishing. So we do have quite a few programs in our lineup that not only have opportunities for great fishing scenarios, really good guides and a great fishery, but a lot of other things to see and do. Um, other non-angling activities, uh, the option to participate in a wide variety of, of things to keep everybody uh, happy and busy. So typically, you know, what we do do is once we do get a call from a, a, a potential customer that doesn't want to take a trip, we'll start asking you a bunch of questions. You know, what's important on the trip? Do you have any other non-anglers with you um, that might want to participate in some other activities? So I would say the best thing you can do is just give us a call. We'll definitely ask you the right questions and make sure you're going to the right place. That'll be a great experience for everybody. Wes Lawson's right there. I'm Bill Barty. We hang our hats at Jesse Brown's. We're proud to be a retail partner of Yellow Dog Fly Fishing Adventures. You can go to the website, yellowdogflyfishing.com, and have a great time looking at the freshwater and saltwater locations. Buy the fish species you want to pursue. They have a plan your trip button and more. Tom Melvin, thank you so much for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Always a pleasure and really appreciate it. It's a pleasure for us. Stay cool out there in Montana. And if you are heading out that way um, in the Bozeman or any uh, anywhere out there in the Mountain West, remember uh, to fish. Fish during the coolest parts of the day. Land the fish quickly. Keep the fish in the water as much as possible. Remove the hook gently and let the fish recover before releasing it. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side, and wrap this thing up called the Carolina Outdoors.